and welcome to Watch What Core Happens, the podcast for all of that crap we love to talk about on Ye Old Bravs. I'm Ronnie. That's Ben over there. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ronnie. How's it going? I'm good, babe. How's life with you over there? How's, how's it treating you today? It's good. And Happy New Year to all the members of my tribe, La Shana Tova. It's Rosh Hashanah today, actually. I forgot to mention mm. this on, on Winter is Crappening, but uh, Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. What's your resolutions been? What are your um, resolutions? Oh, pardon me. <laughs> My resolution this year is to put on a fashion show with fashions. I feel like that's a good one. It's a big one. And maybe we'll yeah. have a fucking parade for you. Okay? Like that, we're I would like that. Charay. I'd like that. Everybody, yeah. welcome. This is Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion part three of season 14, the dramatic conclusion. But before we get to that, Monday nights are our nights for our live show, Take a Seat, over on Spotify Live, the app. So we're going to do that at 7 p.m. Pacific tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Always a good time. We love talking to you guys over there. Also, winter is crapping. Um, came out today. The Crappens version will come out tomorrow, but Winter's Crappening is our House of the Dragon Game of Thrones recap, so go check that out. And you can also watch videos of that and a couple recaps a week and get a bonus episode over at Patreon, patreon.com slash watchwhatcrappens. But today, we're ending this season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Now, wish I could say, went out with the bang, went out with the... Very low like, energy husband segment, and this Marlo trying to be a hero of the story where she doesn't fight with anyone. She just says sorry for everything, which I'm going to need more from you, okay? Now, do I complain when you're messy? Yes, but that's your job, and that's my job. Let's all do our jobs, okay? This is a prime example of a reunion that should have been two episodes not three. Maybe maybe the first episode, give it like a supersized second one, be normal. This did not need to be three episodes. I'm just going to say that right there. <laughs> this was them stretching out that order because this was not a dramatic conclusion, as you mentioned. This was like when you blow on one of those noisemakers that goes, Wah! but then like there's like a hole in the paper or something. So it sort of like flaps downwards and doesn't make a noise. <laughs> That's what it was. It was like a, I mean, they needed to keep Anthony in because that was the most exciting part. So we start where we left off with Anthony calling in, and or Sheree calling Anthony, and, uh, hey, Anthony, hey, beautiful, well, okay, maybe I said that he was gay, I don't really remember, but do I think that Drew needed a storyline, because she, nah, nah, and Andy just hangs up on him. It's like, okay, yeah. bye, I don't want to get into reads, okay, and also, he just admitted to saying all that stuff about Ralph, Drew, she goes, he said he doesn't remember Andy, so that's not really the same thing. Mm-hmm, Yeah. Yeah, and as we mentioned last week, that uh, Andy was very eager to hang up uh, on, on Anthony. And then I asked, has there ever really been a gay that's been on the reunions? And, and several people chimed in to say that Dwight himself was on the Atlanta uh, reunion, I think, season two, if not season and three And shame as well. on so, us. Shame on us for not remembering that. Because, of course, we watched it. We've seen all this yeah. show, you know? Wow, shame I know. on us. Erasure. We erased Dwight out of an important uh, an important. Yes. We of engaged in history. Dwight Erasure. Dwight Erasure. It was not cool. <laughs> so, Sheree, uh, so Drew's and by like, the way, well, by the way, I think we asked recently whatever happened to Miss Lawrence. Cause I, and I think I said, I think I've seen him in something. He's in that gay movie. He's in that movie, Bros, which has been in the act of 
premiering for about a month and a half now. I feel like it's been so long. Bros coming to theater soon. Like, let that movie just let it just show it already because they've been promoting it since midsummer on big brother like please just just put it in theaters already what if they'd been promoting it since midsummer oh that that would be interesting (laughs) that would be very interesting like why is this gay movie in front of midsummer (laughs) the scary movie with the girl with the flower headband (laughs) <laughs> Rose coming soon. <laughs> Go back to your flower movie in Sweden. So uh, then Drew and Sheree start having some nonsense fight. Drew's like, "Well, you saw him on tape. He was with me." And Sheree's like, "But you don't pay him. You don't pay him." She goes, "We paid him. Did I not mention his car got repoed?" And <laughs> Sheree's like, "Well, you don't pay bills." And he DM'd Marlo even and said that. And so we see a clip of unseen footage of Sonia reading a text out loud that says, um, I need chef. y'all. What it was is from it? the chef, by the way. Oh, it was it from said, the chef. That makes it was, more someone, sense. Someone DM'd Marlo about Drew not paying her chef bill. And then the unseen footage is what we have to assume is the chef saying, I need you to help me get my money from Ralph and Drew. There's some cheap lowdown people. Please help me get this out because I'm not the only one they did like this. And so, is that Chef Crystal? Oh, Crystal, I'm so sorry. Crystal's like, do you know how much celery I cut for those bitches and they didn't fucking pay me for it? Do you know the amount of artistry that went into putting three (laughs) shrimp, three small shrimp on a piece of romaine? Okay, I need to be compensated. I went to college to learn how to steam a quarter of a salmon filet (laughs) piece. And then Drew goes, Drew, by the way, Drew defends it by saying, that's not true. That's someone who doesn't even work for me. I'm like, yeah, they probably quit because you weren't paying them. Yes. Yeah. That was some tricky wording right there. Right. And she goes, I have cash apps of people wanting to send me sex tapes of you, Sheree. And Sheree's like, oh, well, you should receive it because I would love to see that. And Andy's (laughs) laughing. And Sheree's like, (laughs) 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 she's like, I'm going to get that sex tape, honey. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so, Pooh from Pooh from P Diaper says, Sheree, do you think it's hypocritical to say Marlo shouldn't be offended that people call her a hoe because she's heard it before when you still get upset when people say you don't pay for things? <laughs> wow, that was, was getting a lot into one question. I know it was a lot. And Sheree's like, I'm not upset. I just, I think it's old. I think we think we need new content i was like i believe that's what everyone has also been saying about she by sheree so funny and also so, it's it is it is current content because you're still not paying people you admitted to it in the first episode of this reunion so i don't know why we're pretending that sheree has is known to pay her bills now it was two hours ago ma'am and drew is like well by the way sheree you said you were going to give 50 percent, you know regarding that party and sheree is like honey you went overboard because you're trying to buy friends, and I'm not trying to buy friends. I got kids, I got family, and I got someone in jail who come to, sometimes likes to come to my fashion shows. And that's Sheree. Every answer is like, I do it for the children. I don't need friends. I have children. Okay, then pay what you think you should have paid. You know, pay something. <laughs> do something here, Sheree. So Drew's like, you wouldn't reimburse me for the birthday cake that was $30. And Sheree's like, see, this is what you do. You just make things up. And she's like, oh, you won't pay for it now, so I'm one of the people you owe, so pay me the money. Pay me the money then. And Sheree goes, well, guess what? Hold your breath. <laughs> she's like, I'm not paying you. She's basically like, you can accuse me of not paying people, but guess what? I'm not going to pay you. I don't care if, if you say this is my reputation or not. Like, maybe this 
maybe this confirms everything, whatever, you're still not getting the money. Yeah, that's what Sheree does a few times, actually, in this reunion. She argues by proving the other person's point and then acts like she won the point. It's really yeah, funny. No. So Drew's like, well, I'm an investor in She by Sheree now, so <laughs> and you should pay me because I'm an investor. So those are my joggers. So then, hey, how is it that no one would understand that Drew would be offended by Fatum talking about her husband and going so far as to get a background check? And Kenya's like... That was too far. <laughs> and then uh, Sheree's like, I can't control people. Uh, it was too far, but I can't control people. So basically, they all are, they kind of all backtrack a little bit on the tomb there, right? Because they didn't seem to be, be too bothered during the season. Right. Also, Fatum, you can't control Fatum. We've all seen Fatum. You know, <laughs> so Drew's like, um, well, you could say that it wasn't okay, Fatum. You could say, hey, Fatum, that's not cool. Okay, Andy, this is what actually happened for everybody who's wondering about that background check. Okay, listen to this answer. This is a good one. Yeah. So <laughs> Ralph is a junior and his dad is a senior. So when you look up their names, all these different variations come up. You know, when you search it, because, you know, Ray Jr., Ray Sr. Okay, and then Ray Sr., his ex-wife is Darlene. So we're thinking that maybe the name Danielle that everyone found was really Darlene. I'm like, because they have two Ds? What are you talking about? So because the name Ralph Jr. and Ralph Sr. are both the same name, Darlene is the same as fucking Danielle? What What are you on, Drew? That makes no I sense. I think people who do background checks, like, they know they can figure that <laughs> stuff out. You know, you always know Drew's full of it when she starts to laugh through something. She's like, oh, this is actually really funny if you think about it. She's like, okay, so it's Ralph Jr., Ralph Sr., but Ralph could also be called Ray. And Ray Jr. is not to be confused with Ray Parker Jr., but sometimes that happens. So sometimes people are like, Ralph, I love that you wrote the Ghostbusters theme song, which is funny because we actually don't have ghosts, but now people think we do have ghosts in the house. So people show up and they have seances in our room. So the long story short is we use a Ouija board to keep ourselves safe. Thanks, Andy. Next question. Yeah. You know how many times Ralph has been booked at a concert venue and he says, I'm not Ray Orbison Jr. I mean, it's just it's just funny how things happen like that, Andy. Names, am I, mean, I right? I mean, honestly, one of the craziest things was when Ralph was accidentally invited to Queen Elizabeth's memorial because people said, well, surely this is King Ralph of the movie from 1990, right? And I was like, no, that was a movie. This is real life. People just get so confused so easily. And then Marlo goes, well, I'm LaToya, so why can't you be Danielle too? But you were Latoya. Was that not your? What? Did, I I'm so confused. I'm so confused. <laughs> so you're saying that your name wasn't really Latoya? That was just made up, even though we just saw the paper that says Latoya. But you're saying now that was. Your, there's too much name confusion on this show. I'm very confused. Yeah, and so then Sheree basically says that Drew was aggressive to Fatum because Fatum was just trying to tell Drew what Anthony had said. Um, uh, because since Drew was already in the process of talking about other things that Anthony was saying, so, so Sheree's saying, well, Fatum was saying, by the way, Anthony's also saying this. And Drew was like, but she wasn't in the conversation. It had nothing to do with her. So, you know, when, you know, all I heard is that she said that Ralph was gay. So I just started going after her. And she goes, I didn't even know who she was. And Sheree's like, well, you didn't know who I was. And Mar which is a good point. Because at first I was on Drew's side. I'm like, well, Fatum came in. This lady nobody knows slamming gossip at 
Drew because you told her about I mean, that's not cool. But then, you know, Drew was also doing that by saying <laughs> Anthony said that Sheree didn't pay her bills or whatever. So Marlo's like, well, Drew's action was warranted. It was just misdirected. The problem was your assistant saying it in the first place, which, you know, was true. I was like, okay. So then Andy's like, tricks are for uh, tricks from R for kids, says true. Why go so far out of your way to involve a dog bone prop in your argument with Fudzilm? Andy's like, Drew, why would you go so far out of your way to involve a prop? Anyway, before we go any further, let's bring that bridge out back here and feed those birds on the set. So tell me, what's up with your crazy props? She's like, I'm an actor, Andy. I know. Uta Hagen said, always carry a bone because you never know when you might need to do a bone collector scene. I just did that in Andy voice, but that's fine. He's like, Sheree, you tweeted, that bitch be stealing stuff from movie sets when she doesn't get the role. (laughs) (laughs) Drew goes, that doesn't even make sense, which is actually Drew's first time that. It's a fair point. Fair point for Drew. Yeah, so he's like, so if you hate Drew so much, why'd you go to her house to comfort her after Jamaica and her, you know, her Achilles, whatever? And she's like, well, I felt bad because she injured herself. And basically the producers called and said, no, nothing is going on this season and no one will go to Drew's house. So you have to go if you want to keep your job. So I went. (laughs) And Drew's like, yeah, she brought a gift and everything. It was very very nice, Sheree. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. And Sonia felt really bad because she felt like Drew was being such a good sport. You know, she was willing to run on the track, uh, even though Sonia knew she was going to make a fool of herself. And then she, you know, injured herself and it was, you know, she felt terrible about it. And, and of course, like, she runs. I don't know if you guys have heard, but Sonia's like, I'm a runner. So I know that an Achilles tear is not good. Yeah. <laughs> everybody knows that. Okay. I'm a runner. So you know what? I know that um, chicken pox itch. So. (laughs) Wow. Hey, you both went at it on Twitter about husbands and finances. Where do you stand now? Although I put stand in quotes because, Drew, you did have that Achilles heel injury. Okay. And Mm -hmm. Trey goes, nowhere. Drew goes, we're here. We're coexisting. We're well rested. And then, Sheree, it's another long pause. And you hear the air conditioner, right? You hear yeah. that onset. <laughs> and Sheree's like, do I look like I'm losing sleep? And then there's a long pause while they stare at each other. And Andy just looks back and forth like, no one's going <laughs> to say anything. Great reunion. Okay, let's uh, take a break. So then they they pull up the bridge. That way people can escape to go to lunch. And then Drew starts talking to so At this point, Andy goes into break mode, which is that he slouches in his chair and gets onto his phone <laughs> and starts holding it like a Blackberry, an old-fashioned Blackberry. Every so time it's so funny. It's just like, all right, lunch. Boom, <laughs> flick, 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 he flick. He disengages. <laughs> so then Drew is like, Sheree, at the end of the day, uh, you get nothing for nothing. <laughs> I did it, Ronnie. But this... <laughs> But this, like, this man worked for me. And when I found out he worked for you, it became sticky. And Shreya's like, he wasn't working for me, but I knew him. And Drew's like, I just felt very funny about the connection, okay? And Shreya's like, well, no, you knew about the connection before you even hired him. And Drew's like, they're basically going back and forth about An- about Anthony. And, and she like, goes, he sent me a deck from from you for Mike, who was doing She by Shreya. And Shreya's like, that was a proposal. I get a lot of proposals. I get a lot. And Andy's like, ladies, this guy seems like it's bad news. Can we just, and they're like, yeah, we both know, Andy. We both know 
Then <laughs> shut up, fire him. How long did he still work for Drew after? Fire him. But he doesn't even look up from his phone. He is still just slouched down. I mean, basically, his head is like dangling off the edge of the front of his seat. His body is just like on the floor. And he's like, ladies, he's trying to fuck with you both. Oh, yes, I got Queen Bee on the spelling bee. Yes. Mm. So back in the dressing rooms, the guys arrive and Todd is sleeping in the green room on the couch. And uh, he sees Ralph and he's like, so, Mr. Gaslighter, why do you gaslight your wife? Ha 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 ha. And Ralph is like, you're going to get that smoke too. So, I don't know what you're talking about because you're going to get that smoke too. Yeah. And then they just start like joking back and forth for like a few too many beats. Like it should have been over by now. So that's how you know Bravo is like extending the content because it's kind of like, it's like, ha ha, that's funny. Yeah, that was funny. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, <laughs> so funny. Like, are we cutting to commercial yet? Hold on. A few more. That was funny. That was funny. I like that Todd is still so worried that everybody's going to call him broke. He's like, yeah, I guess I don't have any money yet still after all these years. I was like, well. Um, So I just wanted to give props to this commercial that I think is so funny. (laughs) I'm a woman pooping on TV. Have you seen that commercial? Uh, no, I haven't, but I'm excited. <laughs> I want to make a like gif out of that and just use it for everything. It's this commercial where women are like, I got to poop. You can't talk about poop. Oh, it's time for women to start talking about pooping. And then it's all these women in different, you know, scenarios talking about pooping. And it ends with this lady sitting on the toilet. And she goes, I'm a woman pooping on TV. <laughs> it's like, that I'm is the greatest. <laughs> pooping on TV, standing in front of a man, asking him to love her. You know, I, I speak of commercials, I was driving around and I was listening to the radio and there was a commercial on and I don't know if this is just like because it's LA, but the commercial was like was something like, Do you wish you had a larger penis? Because honestly, people with larger penises do get through life easier. It was like it started with like that. Something along those lines. And I was like, what? And like, call Dr. D to get like a penis enlargement. And I was like, I can't believe this is just like <laughs> This is like a real commercial, and it's like so L.A. Because you know it's like a million phone calls from, you know, every agency in Beverly Hills. (laughs) Do you need a bigger dick? Uh, So guys come out now, and um, who's wearing wearing the suits? Ralph and Ross. Ross are both in white, yeah. Yeah, like super bright white. And they're joking that that like they're basically Todd's backup singers. It was like definitely a call back to like the boys to men days, you know? And so, uh, so they all sit down, and Andy's like, "Todd, what's the end game on the beard?" That's my <laughs> my polite gay way of saying, uh, "Let's uh, let's get some trimmers out, huh?" Papa Smurf, when you gonna call Sheena, uh, Sheila for a little trim? Okay, it's enough of that. And uh, then he's like, "Ralph, I'm looking for a massage. Know anybody?" <laughs> Ralph's like. Ha, ha. I got options, Andy. Of course, Drew's got to sign off on it first because we work together as a couple because we've been to therapy now. And Drew's like, thanks. And he's like, Ross, welcome. How does it compare to the Super Bowl? You know, this is the Super Bowl for housewives. Wow. And Ross is like, it's different. He's like, oh, okay, Ross, you want to take that from the top? This is when you're supposed to say it's way harder than any Super Bowl I've played. And hey, you want to show how Sonia said that? Like, rewind to Sonia saying, way harder than any Olympics I played in. Yeah, you did it right, Sonia. Okay, Ross, try it again. How is this different from the Super Bowl? 
it's uh, not the same at all, actually. But <laughs> thanks for having uh, me. You get one more chance, Ross. <laughs> one more chance. <laughs> Don't fuck with my wife. All right, all right. Save it for later. So we find out all the guys went out all night, and they were still drinking uh, this morning at like 6.30 in the morning in the hotel lobby. And we see a clip of Candy being all pissed. You know, she's like, this is a reunion. Hello. I'm like, the worst thing about me at these reunions is Todd. Every yeah. fucking time. And what is he doing? Getting wasted in the fucking bar at 6.30 in the morning. Come on. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. All right, well, did Ross and Ralph have to deal with the fallout from the conflict with your wives? No. All right, oh, okay. All right, great, great content for the viewers today, huh? Yeah. Hey, you and Sonia had uh, that discussion about whether you should have another baby. What's up with that? He's like, well, we ended up on the same page because our ways of parenting are different. So, like, she parents one way, and then my mom told me, like, I had to be nice. So, we're going to have a baby. Okay, well, this is, uh, so let's talk about Jamaica. So you were all calm and cool, then it got to Jamaica, and you were still calm and cool, but you were standing up, and you said, don't fuck with my wife. But that was the common coolest, don't fuck with my, hey, let's see a clip of that. Don't fuck with my wife. That was great! That was so good! Are you still angry? Do you want to be angry now? Do you want to yell at anyone? I just um, wanted to de-escalate the situation, and... Let them know I didn't appreciate what was going on. <laughs> cool. Did you cool. have a conversation with Kenya after she went on TV and said you were aggressive and basically were about to murder her and she felt like you were out of a Lifetime movie with a knife in your hand and she was about to die ten times? And he's like, well, uh, Kenya's like, well, we saw each other on the plane. And, I mean, I guess we're fine now. But, listen, I didn't think you would attack us. I mean, I think you're a really cool guy. It's like, What? <laughs> I know, way to change what are you the story. Talking about? That's not what the clip was at all. You guys can't just be like, that's not what I meant. What I meant was he's a really good guy and a good husband, and I appreciate him standing up for his wife. <laughs> yeah. So then Candy is like, now it's like time to go to the candy segment. He's like, all right, well, this is a big dud so far. Let's do the candy segment. So we see like a 10 minute montage of. Candy's storylines. And then Andy, we come back and Andy's like, is anyone here wearing vibrating panties tonight? Just the birds? No? No one else? Okay. I did. Let's watch a clip of me wearing uh, vibrating panties on What It Happened Live. So we see a clip of that. And um, so then it turns to Marlo. He's like, Marlo, you had a lot to say about Todd and Candy, and you're always coming for your friends' relationships, but you never bring yours on the show. And that was said by Goodbye from Kyle. And she's like, <laughs> well, I feel that every man cheats, and that's just how I feel. But that was not my place to do, and I apologize, Todd. I didn't mean you cheated. I meant all men basically cheat, which is uh, totally better, and uh, I'm very sorry, and I apologize. Okay, just stop the reunion. What the fuck is the point of this? You're all just going to change your answers like you never meant it, and this was all just innocent stuff that nothing, everyone's making a big deal out of. Just get off the fucking stage. Stop wasting my time. I like that Marlo says every man cheats, and none of the men even bother to protest. <laughs> They're not like, now, wait a second. I love my wife, and I never would cheat. They're all like, mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> no, like literally no one, including Andy, says anything to push back on like a, that wild accusation. So then, um, wow, well, Christina from Rochester says to Todd, hey, 
Sheree said the streets be talking about you, and Candy has every right to be cautious about your behavior in New York. Is it true? Because Candy said your sex life has been lacking. And so Todd is Also, like, what's it like to be short, poor, and skeevy with your beard? Todd, take it away. <laughs> Todd's like, Jesus Christ, man. Can I get one question that doesn't make me an asshole? Todd, does the tuna salad that's been stuck in your beard for three days smell when it's that close to your nostrils? Todd, do you get tired of people coming up to you and asking you which way Munchkin Land is? Come on, Todd! <laughs> so he's like, well, Mama said, Mama Joyce said the streets were talking and nothing came of that. So with this group, the streets are always talking. Mm. She wow. went, what did you mean by that anyway? And she's like, well, I just had a conversation with Marlo, uh, so I was just piggybacking off of that. I hadn't really heard anything about Todd. So, you know, nothing. It's another nothing burger, Andy. Another nothing burger. <laughs> it's like, okay. So China from town says, Todd, why do you feel it's necessary for Kayla to struggle when Riley doesn't have to struggle? Well, we're from the Bronx, and that's definitely shaped how we move and operate. Like that struggle, she's going to appreciate it later on when she marries a very wealthy person. So right now, she's doing amazing, and has her own apartment, is doing production, and, you know, we'll have plenty of issues to give her a therapist for the next 20 to 30 years. So we see the status of the Jersey condo, and it actually looks good, and he took Kenya's advice. He knocked all of those outer walls out, and they're all wall-to-wall windows, like floor-to-ceiling windows. So it's like, wow, you listen to Kenya. I think that's wow. the first time a man has listened to Kenya. <laughs> I can't believe that he didn't have that inherent instinct to want to have more of a view when it was the big selling point of the condo. Mm-hmm. So That's my uh, way of saying, like, of course he would knock down the walls. Everyone would walk knock down I those wouldn't, walls. I, I wouldn't even think that you could do that in an apartment <laughs> that you buy. You can't just change the out the outside of the apartment. I just turned into Jarthus Bornak. I hope you appreciate that. <laughs> What'd you do? No, I said, of course he would do that. Like that's <laughs> oh. the Darthus, that's the Darthus Bornak <laughs> turn. You know, when she's like being sarcastic to Rose. <laughs> So um, they talk about Candy wanting an EGOT. Oh, no. Yeah, they talk about the EGOT, and Candy talks about how she wants an EGOT, basically. And they talk about her new August Wilson play. Well, it's an old August Wilson play, but it's going to be a new production with Samuel L. Jackson on Broadway. And he's like, you might get your Tony. That's how you do it, Candy. You take a prestige work. And you have like prestige actors and then you attach yourself on as a producer because I'm sure she's one of several producers. Like when A Strange Loop won, there was like tons of people who got Tony's. I know someone who I guess was a, I guess he contributed some money. So he got a producing credit and he got a Tony out of it. So that's how you do it. You find the prestige piece and that's how you get your Tony. You throw some money at it and get your award. Inhaling it. So Andy's like, well, you said you don't want Todd to remarry. What's that about? And she's like, well, we have a history in my family because my great-grandfather got remarried. And then he died and his new wife took everything. And I don't want that to happen. You know, that's just all we're worried about. And Todd's like, wow, I thought she was just possessive and she loved me and that's why. And she's like, mm so then Andy says, Drew, this season, what you dropped in pounds, you gained in bills from a chef that hasn't been paid named Crystal, probably. You kept us on the edges of our seeds. Let's look. 
Yeah. And by the way, Edges had nothing to do with her storyline this season. Like, I still don't understand why that is her her line. Unless, was there yeah, something edges. last season with Edges? Yeah, she's she's getting hair transplants uh, for her Marlo. Edges. I she that was is, Marlo too, though. She that. learned it from Marlo, so now she's getting it done, too. But it still was, like, not a central part of her storyline. I just didn't, I felt like that pun. <laughs> this is Drew's storyline. Do you want to hear it? I lost 21 pounds. Fake before and afters. Her sight crashed. Ralph's assistant was giving him a massage, or wanted to give him a massage. She got a dinner on top of a tailor shop, and Ralph said she deserved a Lunchable. <laughs> <laughs> That's her storyline sum up. I was dying. Yeah, Ralph, by the way, came very prepared for this reunion. He had all his talking points ready to go. He actually kind of killed it, considering like how miserable he is to her. He had all the right things because, you know, they asked about like, did he really fire his assistant? And the answer is yes. And Ralph was like, but he's all sad. To- he's yeah, like, he's I all did fire sad. my assistant. I did. You know, I have to respect my wife's decisions because watching it back, it was it was a reality check. And you know, you know, my love that I have was not reflected. In my actions. I apologize, baby. And they're like, aw. And so he's like, well, the guys were just laughing off the massage checks. I mean, now that you've seen it, was that really something to laugh about, guys? Yes, it was still fucking funny. I I mean, what are you talking about? Ross goes, well, the way that he explained it to us, it was a laughable moment because we didn't hear the wife's side. But then once we heard the wife's side... It was still a laughable moment. <laughs> he's basically like, yes, it was funny. And Todd's like, I don't want no smoke. So however Drew feels is how I feel. And they're like, oh, ha, ha, Todd. So Andy says, everyone uh, from, oh, everyone asks, Kenya, do you wish that someone had stood up to Mark the way that you stood up to Ralph? And she's like, um, <laughs> 50-50. I mean, I would want someone to have a conversation with me about what they see privately, but stepping into an active argument is tricky. <laughs> so she's condemning her own behavior. <laughs> no, so then, she's saying she can do it, but nobody else can, which is basically. I thought was beautiful. I thought it was a beautiful answer. <laughs> hey, C from Gull asks, why is that no one said anything when Kenya attacked Ralph in New York, but everyone was attacked, on Marlowe? Attacked. Yes, but everyone was a Marlowe for checking Ralph about Josiah. Those are totally different things, Andy. That's like comparing apples to peaches. Actually, those are similar shit. I mean, they both got red in them. Okay, it's like comparing um, chairs to stools. Just answer the question, Kenya. <laughs> so Sonia's like, well, I feel like in the moment that it might have been rough. And she's, but, you know, Kenya did ask first and i just feel like if too many people get involved then it escalates so we just let it happen and that's just you know we just let it happen like what are you gonna do all right well uh, I th- I, for a moment i thought that might lead to an interesting response but it didn't so okay here's another question why is everyone coming so hard for drew just when i thought kenya and candy are friends they show they throw shots and shade at her too. Yeah, and this is about the drop it with Drew. And here's the thing. Here's why they're coming for her, Andy, since no one will fucking say this out loud. They're coming for her because Drew hadn't lost any weight, posted fake before and afters, and is now trying to make money from people off of it. And it's bullshit. But it's this reunion. So this is Drew's answer that she actually gets away with for the most part. She goes, 
yeah, you know what? It was just so misunderstood because what you guys don't understand is I'm a woman, a woman with a health problem, and no one understands it's wellness for women that struggle with weight loss. And I just didn't feel that. It is about fucking losing 21 pounds in three weeks, Drew. That's what it's about, you fucking liar. Don't act like it's, oh, it's just for vitamins for women who struggle with wellness. Come on. Well, no, it's understandable that the women did not realize it was a health and wellness, you know, program for women, mainly because Drew literally never said or advertised or marketed or really (laughs) suggested in any part of her mission statement that it was a health and wellness program for women. And I bet here's something else you didn't realize skydiving. It's also about skydiving. Unfortunately, people just didn't realize it. My God. So Candy's like, yeah, I mean, I liked you. I'm just saying it was questionable. Like, it didn't come off like you were the face of someone else's business, which is what it is. And Candy's like, yeah, it's like you were the founder of it. I mean, what are we supposed to start calling you Weight Watcher? And she's like, um, well, honey, honey, I've been doing the program, okay? And Andy's like, well, do you wish you were more direct about the setup? I mean, I. I wish I, I feel like this is such she an lied. interesting point about like, oh, you acted like you're an entrepreneur that you started this business, but you're only the face of it. I feel like that's actually less of a like a uh, transgression than it is the fact that she's acting like it's a weight loss. Well, first of all, that she spent all season acting like it was a weight loss program and now is saying it was about health and beauty. And the fact that she said it was about weight loss when she didn't really lose any weight and she's saying that people lost 25 pounds or 100 pounds like i think that is the the more like that's the worst that's the worst part of it not that she is acting like she has more you know ownership in this business than she does yeah so andy is basically like do you regret not being direct about the setup which is a nice way of saying um do you feel do you wish that you didn't lie about owning (laughs) starting this weight loss business and she's like well listen i'm here for questions and critiques because i'm a woman a woman with a health problem i even asked them over to get advice on it but behind my back calling me a busted can of biscuits sure said (laughs) that (laughs) yeah is is she a busted can of biscuits sure is like no she is not. She's a perfectly fine can of biscuits. So Drew then stands up and she's like showing her like she's showing off like what she's been doing. Andy's like, so uh, how much have you lost? She goes, well, this time I'm going to give a range. I'm not going to say how much I've lost. He's like, well, what's the range? 50 to 20 pounds. 50? I mean, 15 to 20 pounds. I'm like, wow, Drew, thanks for giving us that very like giving us a range instead of the specifics. I wonder now, if someone says you've lost, looks like you've lost 15 pounds, you can say actually it was 17 pounds. And like, you know, like you can't be held to that. The point, I guess what I'm trying to say is why are you giving a range that's so limited? If, why are you being like acting like you're going to be like, uh, <laughs> like I'm going to give you a range between five very, like very, five very specific numbers? Um, like, she's like 50 like sure is trying to be nice like you're not a ca- busted can of biscuits 50 that was not 50 no 15 oh okay you're still not a busted can of biscuits then so now let's move on to gay panic ralph are you mad that everyone's calling you gay and um he's like first of all sheree carries around that i'm gay and you know for a fact that that's not true and she's like well i don't think that you're gay but i don't know that for a fact how do I know for a fact that you're not gay? He's like, but there's nothing to substantiate that. I've given you the ultimate respect, and I expect same from you. She goes, 
well, your assistant said it. You know, your assistant said it. And Ralph, Ralph's like, but you're carrying it on. And she's like, well, your wife carries on messages too. And Andy's like, Sheree, do you regret saying anything about Ralph? And Sheree's like, what did I say about Ralph? What did I say about Ralph? And Ralph goes, you said something about a dildo. And then we see like an offhand comment about like, is that Ralph's dildo? She goes, oh, yes, 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 yes. I, I apologize. That was just funny shade for me. Yeah, she's like, okay, so I apologize. He goes, oh, okay, so you did say some things. She goes, okay, well, I apologize for that. That was funny shade. And he's like, well, I don't know why Sheree's using that as a slur to her, Drew. And she goes, your assistant said it, and you kept him around, so don't pick and choose what you're going to believe and what you're not going to believe. And he's like, but I give you respect. <laughs> and Sheree's like, if your assistant's saying things about me that you're believing, believe in the shit that he's saying about you, too. That's what you got to do. And he's saying things about everybody. And Drew's like, weird weirdo behavior which is really the best that you can come up with and then Trey's like you're weird <laughs> yeah so then um let's see i'm skipping some of this because i can't so then they start basically giving really bad comebacks to each other it starts with the weirdo and then it goes you're weird and then drew's like you should be speaking on sheep but still not done why are you focusing on me and Trey's like drop it who drop it who Drop it, ooh. Drop it with who? Drop it with who? Yeah. Ooh. Drew's I mean, like, say it again, say it again. It's free advertising, so thank you. <laughs> uh, so then, um, uh, Tinker so from then, Taylor Soldier Spy says, Ralph, what would you change about your dinner with Drew? And he's like, oh, he's thinking, he thinks about, well, he probably would have had it with his assistant, is my guess. That was a fucking disaster. He's like, well, I would have taken a different approach and I would have made sure uh, to understand her heart, uh, what she was looking for, and uh, provided that as opposed to something that she did not appreciate, such as a dinner on top of uh, a tailor's house. <laughs> and Andy goes, well, good answer. Wow. Okay. Well, Judy from G-Town asks, why is it anytime you go any somewhere nice or on vacation, Drew, you feel the need to ruin it with childish argumentative behavior, huh? Yeah, and he set up a nice dinner. You, th you threw a dog bone on vacation. And she's like, well, I realized that I triggered him. That's what I realized. I just, you know, we have highs, highs, and lows, lows, and I just need that to stop. I need consistency. And he goes, now, Ralph, the editors had fun with the gaslighting movie about you. So anything you saw of your own behavior? And he's like, it was startling. It was a little startling. And uh, sometimes I say things that aren't... Uh, the best choice. Fuck those editors. Oh, God, I just did it again. I just did it again. Sorry. Fuck you guys. Oh, sorry. Did it again. But there could be times when I can adjust my own attitudes towards things. For instance, my own attitude of going to Tampa without telling Drew. And he's like, wow, sounds like you guys are still in therapy the way you're talking. And it's like, yeah, I just talked to Dr. Jeff today. Yeah, Dr. Ken. And Dr. also, Ken. Drew, I love that Drew proves that she's serious about therapy. She shows her therapy session on FaceTime while she's getting her makeup done with people around. <laughs> How we all do therapy. Talking yeah. about your deepest, darkest issues with like strangers or people that you barely know standing around. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. Hey, Ross. Hey, hey, I'm going to need you to put your hands down from doing that fake steering wheel you're doing. Sorry, Andy. It's a chauffeur instinct. All right. Well, do you think that uh, it was cool the way Ralph talked to his wife? And Ross is like, uh, well, he said no, so I'm going to say no also. Okay, mm -hmm. cool, cool. Thanks for being here. 
You're adding a lot, Ross. You're adding a lot. So is it um, okay that Ralph is writing a book on step-parenting when you said that he treats Josiah differently than the other kids? And Drew's like, well, there's going to be a different energy with the biological children. You really can't explain that. Okay, just someone come take her children away. Who says that? <laughs> Can your fucking child watch this? Who says that? What a gross thing to say. She's like, the bottom line is... His intentions is to raise him to be a great man. And I know what his intentions are because I've been doing the Uta Hagen method on Ralph himself lately. I well, know he smells. He's constantly not including you on things. Did you really not tell your wife about the book? And he goes, Oh, I did. I did. She goes, After you signed the deal, I mean, you took me to dinner and you said, Hey, guess what? Joe's I got a book house. deal. <laughs> he took her to dinner house. at Joe's Crab House. She's like, Well, we are just been finished at Dave and Buster's. We went to Joe's Crab House. And he said, Hey, babe, I signed this publishing deal. And as you told me about the book, I started to not feel good. And then it became an argument. But then also I realized I didn't feel good because of. The crabs. It turns out they were rancid. But that was a whole other issue. And Andy's like, so what if she didn't want you writing a book about her son? Then what would you do? You'd already sold it. And he's like, well, I think the intentions of this book, like, everyone's got it wrong. Like, there are three reasons to adopt a child. One, the father is deceased. Second, the father wants nothing to do with the child at all. The third, uh, the third, uh, there's a third one. I've got a third one. Uh, I've got a third, uh, third the one. Air conditioner. <laughs> We're just hearing the air conditioner again. Just come up with anything, Ralph. Just say. So you, you have adopt- someone to take out the fucking trash at night. I mean, something. <laughs> Maybe it's to make the child feel loved. I don't know. I'm just gonna throw anything out there. <laughs> so. <laughs> He like couldn't. He like he he was doing so well with his bullet points, and he forgot his very final bullet point of the night. So Candy's like, "Well, uh, what did you put? In? Just just say what you put in the book, Ralph. Say what he said." He's like, "I'm trying. I'm trying." So Ross is like, "Well, uh, I'm I'm sorry. No, not Ross. Ralph. Ralph is like, I'm not. I'm not writing this book to talk about Drew and his Drew and his son. I'm talking about the intricacies that go into being a stepfather. You know, all the subtleties that go into." promising a kid you'll be his father, but then actually not going through with it. That's all. Yeah, he goes, I'm talking about the intricacies of raising someone else's son. <sighs> I can't. He's terrible. He's fucking terrible, <laughs> this guy. So Andy's like, well, it just seems odd not to tell her. And Drew's like, well, but that's an issue in our marriage. You know, we're working on that. We're, we're, you know, I didn't even know that we'd had another child until I gave birth. He didn't tell me. He didn't even tell me I was pregnant. And he's like, so is the book done? And he goes, yeah, you know, it's done. And the guys were like so close now. We're all talking about things that we're looking forward to doing with the book. Like, we're going to go on a book tour together. Yeah, it was a hard journey writing that book. But, you know, when I got to write the end on page 34, wow, I was so glad. It had been a lot of work. And Todd goes, the book tour starts in Tampa. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. I was like, you know what, Todd? That was funny. That was funny. So then uh, Todd says, yeah, you know, he's the blending the families. I'm Daddy Daycare, and Ross is the mentor. I was like, wow. If it's anywhere compared to the performance you guys are giving today, you're fucking in trouble. Okay. I know. Ross is the mentor. He's the the one who <laughs> like I don't know why Ross is the mentor to be honest, but I guess maybe he is like the only one of the three who so far has not revealed himself to be a total like like user. So then um he actually has his own accomplishments. So Marlo and Can- God, I'm being so mean to them. Gosh, but whatever. So Marlo and Candy segment, the segment we've all forgotten that we're supposed to be waiting for. 
So Andy's like, hey, has anyone reached out to Michelle Obama about this feud anyone at all? And Candy's like, uh, actually, Michelle, I love you very much. I do not want you to think I was saying anything was wrong about your statement. I'm just not up to your standard level of keeping it high. And so, you know, they go low at me and I go low too. Well, she tweeted us, just kidding! So Rudolph from Is an Overrated Reindeer says, Marlo, you accuse Candy of doing nothing for her community. What do you do? And she's like, first of all, I was very wrong. Candy does a lot for her community, and I know that. I was just mad, and I take accountability. Fucking just load her on a bus and take her (laughs) home. I'm over it. All right, well, Fancy from Fee says, Marlo and Sheree, why does Candy have to be such a good friend to you when you all don't do the same? Sheree, are you a friend to Candy in the way you expect her to be a friend to you? And Sheree's like, (laughs) not right now, but in the beginning, when we first started, yes. Okay. And this is when Sheree gives another bullshit answer, but acts like she's right. So Candy's like, come on, Sheree. What about when you didn't tell me that Kim said I was after her box? You didn't tell me about that. I mean, there have definitely been times you haven't told me everything said to the group. And she goes, and vice versa. I was like, okay, so you were just proved to be a fucking hypocrite. She's like, I won. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Candy was so annoyed at Sheree. She actually let out one of her signature. (laughs) You know? It was like yeah. a tea kettle went off. So then, uh, what about Marlo saying Todd's below Todd's below Candy's tax bracket? And Todd's like, I'm going to ride that Tampa joke high and just say, we're all below Candy's tax bracket. And then everyone laughs. And then Andy. Wait, not ah, Andy. Ah, Wait, ah, not Andy oh, knocking ah, Andy. Okay. Okay. Ha, ha, ha. Marlo, words between you and Ralph between became words between you and Candy. And Marla goes, well, the, the thing with Ralph just it really hit home. And Andy says, you were triggered. And she's like, yes, I was triggered. And then it becomes, Ralph, did you expect to be put on blast that night about the adoption? And he's like, no, I thought everyone would understand the way I navigate my family. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, and basically, uh, hey, and Todd, do you remember calling Candy a country bumpkin in South Africa? And Todd's like... I never call my wife a country bumpkin. Uh, Okay, that was tricky answer. Real convincing. Real (laughs) convincing. Tricky answer because he never called his wife a country bumpkin, but he could have called somebody that he didn't even know yet a country bumpkin that later became his wife. You see? Tricky. So so Marlo's like, okay, Todd, I'm going to challenge you. How much did I pay to get in this circle? So Todd's like, well, I used to work behind the scenes and in your early. Earlier, thirsty years, we went to Africa, and you were dehydrated at the time, and your thirst was elevated. She's like, oh, yeah, when I showed up with my Birkins? When I showed up with my Birkins? I don't want to argue with a man. And he's like, you asked me. I worked in production, and you paid to go on the trip, and you paid for the trip, and you paid your expenses, and you really wanted to be around these women. It was thirst. And Andy's like, yeah, apparently you did pay f- pay for yourself. And he's like, yeah, it was thirst, but look at you now. And she's like, well, oh, I paid for my room and stuff. I mean, what did I pay for? What did I pay for? And Andy goes, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, I didn't pay for my room. Oh, I don't remember. I don't really remember, but, well, you paid for your plane ticket. Oh, I guess I was thirsty. I don't want to fight with the man. Well, then stop so fucking me- bringing it up. 
By the way, I don't see why any of these things are bad. Like, I mean, I think if anything, it just shows how cheap Bravo is that they weren't like that. They weren't willing to pay their friend of of the season. And I don't think it's like that crazy. It's like, hey, we're all going on a trip. Um, like you're you're not slated to be on the trip. But if you want to come, like if you if you decide to come, we can work you in. I feel like. I don't know. I feel like it worked out pretty well for Marlo in the end. It was an investment in her career. I don't think it shows thirst. I think it shows initiative. That's right. So, um, can't, do you really think Candy isn't worldwide, Marlo? And by she's way, like, it, by, I also want to say, if someone said to me, um, yeah, by the way, um, we're going on this trip. We're going to be going on safari. We'll be doing all these cool things. The only thing is you're going to have to pay for your own flight and lodging. I'd be like, okay, that sounds like a cool itinerary. I'm going to go. <laughs> and you get to be you get to be on TV. It's like crazy. she had a below deck moment, right? Yeah. Where they're like, you can go on this cruise on TV, but you still have to pay. But it's a discount. She's like, okay. <laughs> I think the thirstier thing would be is like trying to finagle it for free, like when you're super famous, you know? Maybe not. So oh, yeah, he's, I'm going to stop he, myself. He stops with the candy isn't world, or he starts with the candy isn't worldwide thing. And Marlo's like, no, no, I was just saying you're not in circles I'm in. No, that's not what you were saying. You <laughs> fucking liar. My God. You can't even stop lying when you're trying to prove that you're a non lying hero of the story. You fucking liar. It's not what you meant. And she's like, I just meant that we're in different circles because when I go to Paris or London, I can get in certain doors that candy can't. <laughs> Kenya goes, that is a lie. Or or actually Kenya says that, but I'm sure Candy sung it too. And Candy's like, even Andy looks baffled. And Marla's like, no, I mean, if I go to the music industry, different doors are gonna open for me. I mean, she's hip hop, you know? <laughs> like Candy's hip hop. And Andy goes, I think it's I just want to change the subject. Because I think it's brilliant that you brought chicken to the airport. So they start talking about this Jamaican KFC, and Andy's like, "Yeah, it was nice. You forgave her chicken, and then and then you met her mom." And Candy's like, "Wait, by, by the way, I didn't just forgive and move on. It was that Todd had already forgiven, and she all the comments were about Todd and not me. So since Todd had moved on, I decided I should be I should move on too. It wasn't just like I saw chicken and forgave her." And Marla says, I feel no matter what, Candy knows I'm not a nasty person. And Candy goes, oh, really? Do you know that, Candy? <laughs> and Marla's like, I have love for you, Candy, and I'm sorry if what I did in Jamaica bothered you. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, all I can do is take action now. Words don't matter. All I can do is take action. And Candy's like, yeah, I would prefer that. Go ahead and take the action. So then Andy thanks the, the husbands for coming by, and Ross goes, oh, well, I have one thing to say. Don't fuck with my wife. <laughs> they all laugh. You're from Jamaica. And everybody's like laughing way too hard for a solid minute. So the guys <laughs> leave and then the season ends and we get to hear what they all learned from the season. And Sonia's like, I think that these are all such vibrant women. And I hope what we've learned is we can handle misunderstandings in a positive way. Why did they hire her for another season? A, that's not what this show is. And B, that killed this reunion. Fire her. So I personally that's, really that's like it. Sonya. I like Sonya, but, you know, I mean, it's just I don't hate reason. Sonya. It's just this is, that's not the right attitude, ma'am. Okay? <laughs> and this this third episode of this reunion should prove that. Get her off. Yeah. Go. Yeah, and then Drew, Drew of course, gives the, the that self-serving delusion. She goes, you know, for me, it's just been challenging and bittersweet because, you know, I just was, I was so vulnerable. And I put a lot on the line to be 
true to myself and people having grace for me because I'm working on myself and I'm just going to, I know, just continue with grace. And even if we don't like each other, there's love in the sisterhood. So in summary, I'm an actress who's vulnerable and I'm true to myself. I'm like, what are you talking about? You were true to yourself. You know, you're working on yourself. What are you talking You tried to push yeah, a scam on us. Yeah. <laughs> Duda Hagen. And Marlo says she's going to think before she speaks because the tongue is powerful. I was like, well, I mean, way to get rid of those prostitution rumors. <laughs> Kenya's like, I can take away resilience. <laughs> you can come back from me. Like you can come back from having a dark period in your life. And then you can come back stronger on Dancing with the Stars and have more of a capacity to love on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> And Candy just goes, here's what I learned. Bitch, I'm worldwide. Buy my coffee cups now. <laughs> I know. And Shrey goes, well, being an OG and around from the beginning, this group of girls is more fun. More of a sisterhood. And uh, also, uh, I appreciate everyone for supporting She by Sheree. Even Drew, who managed to support it, despite having hurt her leg and being a generally terrible person. Thank you, Drew. So Andy says, in lieu of normal treats for everybody, a little birdie told him that Sheree has something to deliver. So they bring back, they bring out a rack of Sheree clothes and things from She by Sheree. And they, for some reason, they promoted this very heavily at the end of last episode and throughout the week. It was like, and instead of the normal treat, Sheree has something. They promoted it as if Sheree was bringing out some sort of like vengeful gift. But I feel like everyone watching knew it was just going to be right. She Buys Sheree swag. And Bravo way, getting thank- that cut of their She Buys Sheree. Yeah, and thank you to the people. I guess we talked about swag last week, and someone goes, "It's so hilarious listening to the guys say talk about it. Like, don't they realize that swag stands for stuff we all get?" I didn't realize it was an acronym, so thank you for teaching us. Well, also, I was confused. I kept saying swag, and I was like, why am I saying swag? It's because swag is shitty weed. Duh. I'm a pothead. I should know that, but I'm also a pothead, which is why I forgot that. Is that shitty weed we all get? (laughs) (laughs) Swag? Yeah, that's when you get your weed, and it's all shitty and has a ton of seeds and stuff. Wait, no, but, you know, because sometimes I say swag, too, but maybe that's shit we all get. Oh, God. Let's just send it. It's like capital S, lowercase h, capital W, capital A, capital G. <laughs> Swag. <laughs> anyway, Everybody, I'm, thank you for being enough. with us this season of Atlanta. We will be back with tons of recaps this week. I mean, there's so much going on, so just keep checking the feed, and we will talk to you next time. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Saboni, she don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. The Bay Area Betches. 
Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Better do what she says, it's Elva Enriquez. Can't have a meal without the Emily Sides. Nobody holds a candle to Jamie Kendall. Hail the cork master, the master of the cork, it's Jennifer Corcoran. We will, we will, Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo. Karen McMurdo. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. We want to hang with Liz Lang. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. Nancy Cease and DeSisto. Give him hell, Miss Noel. She's the queen bee, it's Sarah Lemke. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking violet couture. We love you guys.